Welcome to the 4-H Lunchtime Ladies podcast, the podcast that will help you build your 4-H house one lunch at a time. This is hosted by Megan Parr and Wendy Scott, 4-H specialist in Texas. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the 4-H Lunchtime Ladies podcast. We'd like to continue this conversation with you over on our social media pages. So be sure and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and connect with us there. You can find us at the 4-H Lunchtime Ladies on both platforms. Hey, Wendy, how are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you, Megan? Oh, I'm just, I'm just rocking and rolling. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, do we have a weather report? I mean, I'm not in Lubbock. No, uh, just in case people aren't aware, we record some of these and uh, multiples in a day. And so that's what we're doing on this trip. And Wendy's actually in Stephenville with us. And it's a beautiful day here in the Ville. Um, kind of warm. It is a little warm. Yeah, my sweater. I'm a little, I'm a little hot today. Yeah, yeah it's a little warm. Um, but yeah. But beautiful, beautiful as we toured the Charleston campus. We did. We did. Two alumni. Yes. To see our alma mater. Which doesn't look the same since Not I went here. even a little bit. No, back in so. the, the 80s, you know, it's yeah. changed just a hair, just a little bit. So, yeah. oh, what an interesting, difficult topic we have today. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, it's a very important one, but it's it's kind of a hard, this one kind of took us a little while to plan out. It's a, it's not an easy one to talk about. It's not one that just kind of flows very easily. No, and it's something... And we were, we've been laughing ahead of this as we're pulling up some information. I've done this a few years ago with Linegar Electric and, and y'all, it's a topic. It's conflict resolution. We'll tell you what it is. It's conflict resolution. And y'all, even Abilene Christian University offers a master's degree in this topic, <laughs> a master's degree for goodness sake. So it's not anything we're going to solve in a 30, 45 minute podcast. No, no. And everybody comes to the table with different conflicts that they've had. And different opinions about the conflicts. Yes. And maybe different ways if it did have a resolution or maybe it just didn't and people left mad. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that was how it was resolved is people just left mad and that was the way it was going to be. Yeah. So anyway, so, but y'all think about, you know, again, this is targeted to extension employees and, and, you know, pretty much everybody has a bachelor's degree. Some of us have a master's. In my two degrees, I didn't have a class on conflict resolution. I haven't had a training since I came to extension on conflict resolution. Me either. I, me either. It's, it was a trial by fire for yes, me. Yes, there you go. It's <laughs> okay. You're in the situation. Handle it. Yeah. yeah. And, and most of us don't know how. No. And I'll tell you, um, being as a young agent dealing with conflict, um, even, you know, just in the office or in with parents or wherever, I mean, I felt wholly unprepared for that. Oh, completely. Yeah. I still do sometimes. Me too. Me too. What, what did we talk about the other day? We have a fight or flight instinct. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're the flight. I'm a flight. We're, we're flying sure. out of here. I sprout those wings and I'm <laughs> yeah. gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm not sticking around for people to be mad at me. No, no. It's like, so. Oh, I don't want to talk. I want, I want to be like Michael Scott on the office. I want everybody to like me. Yes, for <laughs> sure. For sure. So, okay. So today we're, we're conflict, conflict, management, conflict resolution, whatever you want to call it. Um, we're going to focus in on three particular air or four particular areas um, where we tend as extension professionals to have the most conflict. And that's with our coworkers. It's with parents. Um, this week, we're not going to really cover so much of the volunteers because I feel like we did that last week. Definitely. Laura. 
Um, we're going to talk about you as a supervisor, supervisory role with maybe your support staff or things like that. And then um, we're going to tiptoe around so that we don't cause any more conflict <laughs> with supervisors. Yes, tiptoe. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're we're going to just dip in the water on that yeah, one. Dip yeah, we're, toe not gonna, we're getting out of there. We're not getting real far into that. We're getting one. out of there. So. So y'all, I wish you could see this. What do we want to call this? Our big map we have going on. We have all kinds of notes up here on a board. But we got to discussing and really looking at conflicts that Megan and I have had in, in life and really what was the root of the conflict mm -hmm. and, and thinking about that, that, okay, there may have been something that came up, but really when you got down to it, what was the root of that conflict? So Megan, you want to start us off on the first one? Sure. Um, and this, this one goes towards a root and a management part mm -hmm. of a conflict. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a, it could go either way for us sometimes. Um, but that's going to be, um, a miscommunication or a lack of communication. And oftentimes it's the lack of communication. Yes. We think that someone else knows something that they don't already know. And then we get frustrated and they get frustrated because we're frustrated and it just is a whole thing. You know, we've never actually had a conversation to talk about this, this one particular thing. And so that lack of communication is, or sometimes it's a lack of communication where we're just doing things and we're never telling our coworkers about it. Yes. You know, we're planning oh, things and one. we're never, we're never telling them about it. And so then they get blindsided by someone in the public and they don't know anything about it. And so it's a, a lack of communication is really, is, is a big root. I would say miscommunication is the second big root. And that is, um, you know, that's where you say something with one intention, but someone doesn't receive it the way that it was intended. They maybe hear it differently or they pick up on a different part of it, or you send it in an email and we can't convey a lot of emotion in an email. So mm -hmm. they misconstrue it there. And then, you know, this person gets frustrated again or, or irate or whatever, and then it causes you to have conflict down the road. And Megan, I want to go back to something you said, and, and I'm sitting here thinking about this and I know. I don't even know if this is really an expectation in counties anymore in Texas. It used to be where they wanted you to have that weekly office conference. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of bigger counties still have it. Yeah. That going back to what you're talking about, about coworkers not knowing what's going on. That's, that's why those office conferences are so important. Sure. And maybe you don't even call it an office conference. It doesn't have to be some formal something, but just your to, weekly download. Your, yeah. Your, yeah. Oh, weekly <laughs> download. Good verbiage here from the lunchtime ladies. But just that, hey, what do you have going on this week? Where are sure. you going to be? What are you going to be doing? So that way, when somebody does call and go, well, they're not even in the office. Are they ever there? You can say, oh, no, I'm going to vouch for them. They're at this program. They're doing this. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, those sit down and talk to your coworkers. We're not expecting best friends. Yeah, but you, you got to be there for each other and your support staff, mm -hmm. because, you know, your support staff are the ones that are there answering the phones. And if they don't know where you are and they don't know what you have going on, oftentimes, unless you have told them specifically to do something, they're, they're just going to say, well, I don't know where that person is. Yes. I don't know where they are. And that creates a lot of conflict, especially if let's say a big stakeholder calls or your 
boss yes. or, you know, anything like that. And so making sure that you communicate those things with your support staff, or, you know, you need a support staff to help you do something, make copies or put together something for a program or, or whatever it is. Um, again, you have to communicate what you need with them. Yes. Um, because they're not mind readers, nor are you, they have to also communicate back with you. It's a two way street. Um, and we, we often forget that. I know a lot of the time, sometimes not a lot of the time, sometimes I have, um, conversations in my head that I think I've told somebody. And then, um, I get frustrated because I'm like, well, why didn't you do that? I asked you to do that, you know, five days ago. And they're like, Oh, Megan, you never asked me to do that. Well, it's because I never verbally asked you in my head. I said, Oh, I should get this person to do it, but then never voiced that thing. So you have to keep that in mind too. Yes. And we're even going to talk about that more when we talk about that, managing the conflict on putting things in writing, but we'll, we'll touch on that here in a little bit. Now, another one, again, we, we just talk through issues that we've had in the past. And, <laughs> and one we talked about is sometimes there's differences of opinion. We're human. Yes. We're going to have those. And it's okay to have a difference yeah. of opinion. Yeah. And and did we even say at the beginning, conflict is inevitable? Did it we ever is. say it that? Is did we say that? Oh, I don't know if we said I don't think not. we did. We'll just say that through the whole thing. But it is true. inevitable. It's that, that Avengers movie, the last one where he says, I am inevitable. That, and, and that's so, what conflict is. <laughs> that's what conflict is. So again, that could be another route. I don't think we have to talk about that one a whole lot. Just knowing that we yeah. all bring different opinions to the table. We're all raised differently. That's right. We all come from different backgrounds. You know, they don't just create county extension agents out of a cookie cutter. That's what mold. I was say, cookie cutter. You know, yes. we're not out of some weird pod. And so because of that, we are all going to have differences of opinions. And I think that you have to be respectful of that and know where the other person is coming from. And again, we'll get more into that when we talk about management styles, but um, getting to the root of that, that's, that is a big root of some conflict sometimes. Yes. Yes. All right. You want to hit the third one? Sure. <laughs> um, the third one that we have is expectations. And these could be expectations that you have of other people or expectations that they have of you or expectations that you have of the job that they're doing, but expectations, again, going back to the communication when they're not communicated, um, it just leaves all parties frustrated. And this could also be um, expectations you have of someone to do their job and they don't do it. And so, and again, we're going to dip our toes into dip. this little dip. bit of water. Um, they don't do that. And their supervisor doesn't do anything about it. So then that just leaves everybody extra frustrated as well. Yeah. And, and there's been so many times where I had to sit back and because uh, I'm probably, well, no, there's no probably to it. I'm not the easiest person to work with, but I have high expectations for my coworkers. I have high expectations for support staff, but I have high expectations for me. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like I'm putting that off on somebody else, but I expect everybody to work. I mean, that's, that's what we get paid to do is work. And everybody does look at those expectations different, but especially at, well, and I hate to, I hate to already jump into the management, but sharing those expectations. You've got to share those. You can't just think them. You can't. Yeah. Now it depends on, you know, a lot of times with a coworker, you may not share those. Right. Because you're not their boss. 
Now, if they come to you and ask that maybe, again, we're getting to the management. I don't want to get in the management well, yet because we're going to talk about that. Yeah. But but those expectations can create, when you sit back and see somebody not doing something, you're like, well, they're not even doing anything. They don't show up at committee work days. They, they're never at the office. Not, I mean, you can only control what you can control. Right. And I, I've had to remind myself of that a lot that uh, I've, I've used this, this verbiage a lot during Corona, stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm speaking that to myself too, that sometimes I just need to stay in my lane because that's all I can worry about is my lane. I do think though that if, let's say not so much on their, their job performance, but let's say you have an expectation of them to help with a program. You have to communicate that with them. Yes. And I think all of these go back to communication. And I think that that is, I mean, we said it well ago, but it's the biggest root of conflict is, is communication. Either the lack of or the miscommunication. Yeah. And it's funny because even last week with Laura, we were laughing. Something came about being married and our husbands and I'm, I'm sitting here going, man, that was the root of a lot of things in my marriage too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, communication is key, key to everything. Yeah. Cause again, but, I was that flat person, Robert and I have a fight. I'm like, mm, I'm just going to be quiet for three days, mm. yeah. <laughs> which probably for him, that was probably a good thing. You probably needed me to <laughs> shut my mouth every once in a while. Okay, you hit number four. <laughs> oh, personalities. Man. Oh, again, y'all, we're, we're different. Yep. Some of us are very like, this is, this is Megan and I right here in your face, mm-hmm. loud. No, we're not like crazy in your face. No, we're not terrible in your face. No, we're like, we, we think we we're like fun in your face. Time. Yeah. <laughs> we're fun in your face. Yeah. But then there's those people, their personality is a very quiet, reserved, maybe they don't talk to people as they come in the office or, and I used to sit back and go, you need to get your butt out of your office and be talking to some people. But that was my personality Mm -hmm. that, and again, that was kind of pushing my expectation on somebody else. But I'm thinking, did somebody ever tell that person that, Hey, when people come in your office, you need to come out and talk. Yeah. That that is, you know, relationships are very important in extension. Yeah. And so that, again, everybody's personality is different. Some people mm-hmm. are fly off the handle. Some people are fight or fly. I mean, yeah, we're all different. And, and let's put the, put a pin in that one. Cause I want to address that when we come to the management okay. in a way that we can fix it. Oh, oh yeah. There I had you a go. thought. I had a thought. Um, the last, oh, and this is not really the root of a conflict, but it's what happens with the roots of conflicts. If they are not managed and addressed, they will fester. And I give it enough time to fester, what's going to happen? Oh, it's going to blow be ugly. up. <laughs> it's going to be ugly. Yeah. And, and at that point, you're going to hate your job. The person you're in conflict with is going to not be happy either. And it doesn't make a good situation for anyone. And no. those types of conflicts tend to spill over to other areas of your life. And so that's what we want to help you avoid today. We want to take these roots of these conflicts and give you some tools to manage them, to help diffuse the situations and to tackle them um, before they fester. Yep. And I I think on so many of our podcasts, a thread that's really tied a lot of these things together Mm -hmm. has been if you'll take care of it when it's tiny, before you would even really consider it a conflict. If you, and when I say you, I mean, I would take care of it. It would never fester no, and blow up, no. but the majority of us were uncomfortable. And I want to, I want to say coming at somebody and that's not what I'm trying to say. Cause that makes it sound terrible, but we're comfortable even just sitting down and having this conversation. So then we opt out into, well, let's just not talk about it at all. And then that's when it, you get that bubble get. Yeah. And there's your bubble yeah. get girl. 
Yeah, I'm it's coming in hot. Yeah, those, <laughs> those conflicts. Honestly, right before we started recording, I had a conflict on the phone, and I have a little bit of bubble gut right now about it. Yeah. It's personal though. It's yeah, not no, no, professional it's for Megan. It's, it's, per- yeah. it's just personal. Um, it, it just you know, I don't like conflict. Yeah, it's not a thing I'm I'm good at, and so yeah. Yeah. And y'all, that's why this is a, it's a hard topic. It is. It's it hard. Is. Like I'm kind of sweating just thinking about it and I'm not even in conflict at the moment. I'm sure it's coming. Yeah. Again, it's, it's inevitable. Yeah. It's just, it's one that is, it's so stressful and it has such a big impact on your life. Yes. In all facets of your life. Yes. I mean, your, your health, your, your eating, yes. your physical self, your sleep, your mental state. Like mental, yeah. when you're in conflict with somebody, I don't know how y'all deal with this, but when I have a conflict with somebody, that is what tends to occupy my thoughts. Yeah. And we're talking about mental health next week Yes, with Miss Meredith Carter, District 11 4-H specialist. Yep. Um, now let's, let's talk about this real quick. There's something, and again, I wish y'all could see our map to, to see what we have between, but before we get into management, there's something we talked about in between because our human nature, and this is not a good human nature, is when something happens, we won't go tell everybody about it. Mm-hmm. We you were tell, wrong. Yeah, we won't tell we the person at the grocery everybody. store. We're telling everybody. We're at the yeah. grocery store. We're going to put it on social media. We're going to call up our BFF. We're going to tell everybody. When it comes to a work situation, you need to be really careful with that careful, be careful talking to others, choose people wisely. So Megan and I were talking about something prior to about, you know, most time we're going to call up the BFF and they're going to be on our side. Yeah. And go, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a terrible situation. Oh yeah. They were so wrong. Yeah. That that person was wrong. You're right, girl. You're number one. I'm going to tell you what you need, not a yes, man. You need somebody that's going to shoot it to you straight. Yeah. So find those people. And I will tell you for me, and and we're going to have to tell them to listen to this. In the past, and he was mad at me. I didn't call him about something one day. It was Donald Kelm, <laughs> Dr. Donald Kelm, DEA here in District 8. And he said, why did you not call me about that? Mm-hmm. Because he's kind of my sounding board. Right. My, he and, and even my, personally, even work-wise, I, I talked to my husband. He's very, well, for the most part, even kill. Mm-hmm. Looks at both sides. And I am that fly off the handle sometimes, get mm-hmm. crazy. And he's like, Wendy, step back. So he, and he, he isn't, I mean, if I'm wrong, he'll be like, girl, you're wrong. Yeah. You're wrong. And I just get mad at him. So then, <laughs> <laughs> then we just have conflict. conflict everywhere. Yeah. Uh, professional conflict just became personal, but, but that choosing the people wisely that you need to talk, if, if there is somebody to talk to, I mean, yeah. and it may not be, it may be something you need to handle internally and then go take care of it. Yeah. I would also caution you. Um, you are a professional. Mm-hmm or at least an adult, because we do have some volunteers (laughs) that that listen to this. Um, Don't put your business out on the social medias. Yeah. No one needs to know the conflict that you're having with your coworker. No one needs to know the conflict that you're having with this particular 4-H mama. No one needs to know that Mm -mm. um, on social media. Sure, you can have those conversations with people your, your carefully chosen people mm-hmm. off the air, off the, you know, not in public, have them privately. Don't have them publicly. I'm going to tell you what, you will get fired faster than anything else if you start to throw your coworker or um, a 4-H parent or your supervisor yeah. under the bus on a social media post. And, you know, and be careful with even, and I talk about sharing things with Robert, but he always can't be my sounding board because he's just going to think, dang, she is grappy. What is wrong she with her? She hates her job. Yeah, she hates her job. Yeah. And we don't. Sometimes we just have those days. So maybe it's not 
going always to the same person because mm-hmm. they're like your big wine bag. Yeah. yeah, share the love. Share the love. <laughs> share it. Share it. So, Just not too much because yeah. you share it with. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about. We've talked about what what some roots of conflicts are. How do we fix it? Because you know, you and I are both fixers. Sometimes I'm a fixer. I, I try to be, a, I want to tell myself I'm a fixer, but usually I'm just a runner. I am I'm a, a runner. fixer. If you tell me something is wrong, I need to take care of it right now. And let me tell you in conflict resolution, that is not an effective method of dealing with problems. No, no. So y'all number one, and I, I don't think anybody could disagree with this. And we've already talked about it as a root is the conflict. I mean, it's the communication. Mm-hmm. However, that has to happen. Now, when we say that, we don't mean yelling. No, no, yelling's no. not effective. Ye- yelling doesn't work. It's never Although worked. sometimes I it helps. Oh, we did to just get it out and then move on with your life. <laughs> and we've talked about this off air. There was a situation that happened before that a um, one coworker threw a coffee mug at another coworker's head. I don't suggest <laughs> that. Okay, I don't suggest that. And they basically called in someone to mediate. And I hate to say it was the best thing that could have ever happened, but they needed a blow up mm-hmm. to move on. And after that, they were great. Yeah. Don't, don't throw a coffee mug at somebody's head and that, I'll handle it differently. But sometimes yeah. there's got to, sometimes yeah. that has, to, even in, I see that in my marriage, sometimes there has to be a blow up to move past. Sure. It. Sure. Um, but we also want to encourage you to effectively communicate. Sometimes yes. it's hard to talk to somebody else about a conflict that you're having with that person. Um, it's not fun. It's mm-hmm. not a fun conversation. It's not an easy one to have by any means. Um, but you have to have some sort of communication again, at the end of the day, no one is a mind reader. Mm-mm. And if you have an issue with someone or they have an issue with you, it's never going to be resolved if you don't talk about it. Yeah. Like just thinking about it right now, I'm sweating. I need I deodorant. I don't like this stuff. I don't either. It's uncomfortable. So as you listen to this, you're probably all thinking, oh yeah, I've had that conflict and you're probably sweating. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's it what, what time is it? It's your 315 deodorant time. It's if you're, my, we're doing it at 315 anxiety. right now. It really does. Like I'm sweating. Like I need to take my sweater off. I'm sweating up in here. It's so hot. Um, but communicate in a calm manner. And, and we have written underneath that marinate mm-hmm. that if a situation is where you can process it overnight or however long do that, that's going to allow you to get your thoughts put together. Maybe even you write some notes down. I did that with somebody before where I had to really get my thoughts together, write my notes down. Was I still sweaty going in to talk to this person? Yep. But I had my thoughts there. So if something did, ha- and it, it didn't get heated. In fact, it was a great conversation, but I, I knew I wasn't going to say anything that I shouldn't say or anything that wasn't going to get me in trouble or mm-hmm. anything that was out of line. It was all very factual. Mm-hmm. So marinate, we used that word a lot last week too. Yeah. Sit, sit on it for a night or two and don't, Oh man, do not send an email or have a conversation in the heat of the moment. I'm going to tell you what, you will regret it. You will. So, um, yeah, for sure. I would also say, um, a lot of the time that because communication is key to, uh, fixing a lot of the conflict that you should have these discussions in person. Yes. You know, at least the initial discussion, you can follow it up with an email or a letter or whatever, as Laura suggested last week, but, um, 
uh, have them in person because nonverbal communication is just as important as your verbal communication. You can tell when someone relaxes, you can tell when someone tenses up. It's, it's um, those nonverbal cues that really help work through some of that conflict. And y'all, we've all sent, and I'll say text messages. We're like, I'm going to tell that person off. And you send it. And if I said, hey, go read that text of that person to their face. And you're like, mm -mm. Mm -hmm. no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. Because in-person changes your communication. To me, it in, in most, not all, it can kind of chill some things out because you're not going to say things you would normally put, yeah. mainly in a text. Usually emails, most people will go back right. and read it, but a text, people get vicious, mm -hmm. get vicious. So don't, that in person. So yes, it's social distance time. Put your stupid mask on and six, six, sit six feet apart and talk. Yep. While you're talking. Yes. Don't forget to listen. Listen. And I'll, <laughs> I'll say that a lot of the times when we have these conversations, we are listening to respond. We're mm -hmm. not listening to hear. And so if you are needing to have a conversation with someone to resolve some conflict, you have to listen to hear. Do you have to hear the other side as uncomfortable as it is, as much as you don't want to, they are entitled to their opinion. They are entitled to feel their feelings. They are entitled to feel, to, to react to the situation, however they want to, that is not in your control, but you have to listen to hear what they have to say. Otherwise you're not going to move past it. If you're only listening to react, they are going to do the same thing. Yeah. And, and I'll admit, as we've been going through this conversation, I'm putting myself in the position of, well, I'm the one that's going to have the notes and have the conversation, but you know what? Sometimes I probably need to be on that flip side. I'm going to need to be the one that needed to be talked to. Yeah. Me too. So talk about, and, and, and that's what we have to, well, we're going to talk about that here in a minute about kind of wrap the, put the bow on the end at the, at the, you know, we'll talk more about that, about what, if you have to go into a situation, how you're going to handle that. But well, I guess we're saying it now. Put yourself in that person's shoes. Yeah. Whoever's it may yep. be, whether it's the person that's coming to you and needing to talk about an issue or it's you being the issue talker mm -hmm. to put yourself on the opposite person's side. Yeah. And just realize that what happens in the four walls of your office is not everything that happens in someone's world. That's right. You know, we don't know oftentimes what's going on at home or how their drive into work was that day, or, you know, that their um, neighbors complained about their barky dog that morning. That's true. Like, you just don't know what's going on with somebody. And you have to put yourself in that other person's shoes before you start speaking to them and realize that that might not be the whole story. Yep. And, and we touched on that a little bit last week about, you know, people's background story. Everybody's got a story and they bring that sometimes that baggage with them to the table. Mm -hmm. And, and especially as a, and, and really I'll admit as we go through this, I always think it more as a coworker. I don't think it necessarily a supervisory role or for each parents or anybody. I, I really think of as a coworker that, you know, how are they coming to the table? Have they really been trained to do the job? Do they really want to be there? Mm -hmm. You know, I, are they really trying to be good? And maybe they just don't know what to do. I mean, what's the, what's the backstory? Yeah. And how can you help that process? And again, we're not saying be best friends, but we have a goal in this job and everybody, you know, we all have different goals. 
but there's still the goal of our ultimate goal in extension is we help people. Mm -hmm. We help people reach their goals. So how can we do that as coworkers? What sure. can we do? Yep. Um, did I say the, the pictures no, of another shoes? Oh, y'all sometimes. <laughs> we can see her and give you these tips and it sounds like, oh, great. Everybody's going to leave the office seeing Kumbaya. <laughs> Sometimes you may have to get some outside help. So whether, and we don't know what other states look like, but if it is extension agents, sometimes if you, if you have, you know, if you're a big county, you may have an HR person in the county that yeah. you could go to, or if, you know, smaller counties, it's your district extension administrator to get somebody to come in and help you. And, and y'all don't ever be afraid to do that. Well, and, and <sighs> let's say, let's say it's a parent that you have a conflict with. Yes. Take your coworker with you. Yes. You know, and, and don't just go by yourself because you don't have to handle these things by yourself. There is always someone there that's willing to help you. Whether if it's with your coworkers, you know, you have a, a DA or a, you know, some, some HR person or whatever, or if it's a parent or if it's a, um, a support staff or something like that, you know, take your coworker with you and, and, and don't be on your own with some of these things. Yeah. And Lori even mentioned that last week about when she had that issue as yeah. an agent, it was yeah. the two people she needed to talk to, which one, neither one of those needed to be the, the mediator. Mm -hmm. They didn't need to. Yeah. She needed some outside help. Yeah. So we've probably all been in that situation where we thought, oh, we can handle this by ourselves. And then it imploded. But you don't have to, you, you don't, don't have, have to. to, you have people, the lunchtime ladies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'll be just your sit there. We'll just sit there and be quiet. I will not. I'm very sorry. I will not. I won't either. That, that makes my stomach hurt real bad just thinking about it. I'm sweating even more. <laughs> yeah. We oh, are not man. your, yeah, mediating is not That's the degree not I need to go have or no, anything or the no, job no. I need to have. It's not it. I want to, um, I want to teach, not do. There you go. Yeah. Do as we say, not as we do. Yeah. Now let's go to this. If we are a supervisor. And again, most of us came in and all of a sudden we have an office manager or secretary and yes. it's like, we don't know what to do or with this person. Assistant yes. Or, you know, an intern. Yeah. What are you supposed to do with an intern? Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> a lot. I mean, and everything we talked about still fits. It does. But really a big thing with that is get it in writing. Mm -hmm. When you're, when you're talking about things, you know, if it's talking about, and, and it, then again, we talk back to the root so much of this, we can sit here and piece it together and draw it together. It ends up being this really nice conflict resolution puzzle, but that putting things in writing, showing them, okay, these are the expectations that we have of you as your supervisors. This is what we need you doing every day. This is what you need to do once a week. This is what you need to do monthly and have that written out. Don't just walk by on the way out to a program and be like, Hey, I need you to get this done. Cause most of the time that goes in one ear and out the other. Mm -hmm. Or like you said, the conversation went on in your head, but if it was written down. Yeah. Yeah. And y'all, we, I, I've heard an extent to some people and, and for the most part, I've been pretty lucky with support staff, but where some people had to basically say, here's what I need you to get done this week. And on Friday, they sat down and said, let's go through everything. Did you get this done? Did, and Oh gosh, that makes me extra sweat. And I will say that if you have to do that, there are some very, well-designed apps to help you with that. There you go. Um, there's a, a Microsoft to-do list where you can see when they check things off. <laughs> I speak from experience, experience on that. Experience, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Megan knows what she's talking um, about. There. I would say also when you say put it in writing, um, if you do have a conflict with your support staff or as a supervisor, um, you can't just 
say it, you need to write it down. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if that conflict should continue to get worse and it becomes to the point where you need to separate, um, you need to uninvite that person from being your support staff. Um, you will not have a ground. You will not have any ground to stand on if you don't have some things in writing. Yeah. Document. And yeah. Document, document, document. And so you need to, you need to have that conversation in person, put what use, what the conversation was in writing and then have them sign it and you sign it and keep yep. it on file. Yeah. Um, and so the, if the events that things should get worse, then you have that documentation to say, this person signed it. I signed it. We're good to go. Yep. And, and I go back to the, again, the few times with support staff where I had some issues and I'm going to say probably it came back to my fault too, is I didn't going back to the root. I didn't make my expectations clear of what mm -hmm. I needed them to do. Most of them were already in the position when I got there. Yep. So I just thought, Oh, they know what to do. Well, most of the time they thought they worked for the ag agent and not for me. Right. And so instead of saying, okay, these are things I need you to do. So I didn't make it clear because again, that was even an uncomfortable conversation mm -hmm. for me to yes. say, this is, <laughs> these are things that I, you know, this is part of your job description. Right. Right. I'm, I'm not always good at asking for help mm, or saying, yep. these are the things I need you to do. Um, again, though, I will say they're there to support you and they can get just as frustrated if they have nothing to do. Yes. And so while you're sitting over here being super overwhelmed with all the things that you have going on, they're sitting over there being super underwhelmed and getting frustrated because they're sitting there with nothing to do. Yes. And that's not their job. They need something to do. And so, um, you know, they're not mind readers either. You have to communicate that with them. Yes. Commu number one, communicate. Comes back to communication every time. Communicate. Okay. Are we ready to dip, <laughs> no. dip the toe in the water and run on this next one? <laughs> This makes oh. me sweat a little bit. Too. Oh man. I really hate conflict. I know. Dealing, we're just, we look a little beat down this afternoon. We're not, yeah, but again, yeah. this, is, this is a tough topic. It and we, we know a lot of you in listening land have had the same issues. All right. Things with your supervisor. <laughs> when you're the employee dealing with your employer. And uh, let's say it's not so much as a conflict. It's maybe true. a frustration or it's a, you have a certain expectation and that expectation from them is not being met. Um, again, it's a communication thing, but no one's a mind reader. So you have to, you have to communicate that with them. Um, but you also can't just stay in your little bubble and look at what's right in front of your nose. You have to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. What else is going on? How is this impacting something else? Is there another, is it trickling down from somewhere else? Yep. Is it, is it, is this all them? Is it a personality conflict? Is it something different or is it, um, is it just truly you two have nothing, no common ground to stand on? You know, yeah. you have to, you have to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. Yeah. And, and we wrote on that one, when you step back and you look at that bigger picture, and if there's multiple things, sometimes it comes down to just picking your battle. Yeah. What heel do you want to die on? Yeah. Because there's, there's some bad things that could come from it. I mean, this is again, a yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I will say that there's very few heels that I really want to die on. And, yeah. and 
in my job, I would rather just suck it up and deal with it than ever. Yeah. Or just maybe you'll even get another job. <laughs> yeah, <to laughs> tell people that. But there's your flight coming in. Yeah. And I've been pretty lucky. I've had good supervisors, but I, now too, I will say we, when I was a teacher though, I mean, yeah. I left because of a supervisor because we yeah. didn't see eye to eye on some things. And that's one thing. And again, God led me down that path because I got to come to extension, which is what I always wanted to do anyway, but it just really kind of pushed me out of the nest and got me over there. But yeah, pick your battles. If you have something to talk about and is it, is it worth talking about? Yeah. I would also say, put it in writing. Um, sometimes, well, we said earlier, you should discuss things in person. Sometimes if it is a conflict with your supervisor, starting that with an email sometimes is the way to go so that you have, you have it in writing. Um, and that's all I'm going to say on that. I know that, oh, like, okay. I don't even want to talk about the third one. I just want to move on. Have someone else in the room with you. There you go. Okay. Boom. There Put a go. third party in the conversation. Put a third party. Okay, okay now we're, we're going to get out of this pool because neither one of us want to do this. We both love our jobs. We both love our supervisor. We and, do. And I've never had a conflict with a supervisor. So I'm not, I'm by no means the expert on that part of it. Others, parents, coworkers, support staff, sure. I can talk to you about that, but I've been so blessed to yes. have awesome supervisors that this is not, it's not a, it's not a comfort zone for me. Yeah. So it is. And, and we know some of you out there do have conflicts with supervisors. Right. We know right. you do. Um, <laughs> I don't know what, again, again, you got our three tips. We really love our jobs. Yes. <laughs> we love you, Dr. Williams. <laughs> okay. We're going to move and, on past and that. And you know what? That's why we really don't know what to say. Right. Because, because we haven't been through that. We haven't been through no. that. And again, I had a superintendent that I worked for a long time ago that was, he was very difficult. Mm -hmm. And again, it wasn't anything to do with expectations. I mean, I, I, I love my job. I love teaching. I love my students, but it was um, just some things he said to me mm -hmm. and things he said about vocational programming where it really came down to where there wasn't a respect for my students, for what we were doing. I mean, my kids yeah. won national awards and, yeah. and I'm like, how can you not respect these kids from Big Lake, Texas? These oil field kids that are kicking butt and getting your school recognized and you can't even figure that out. Yeah. I mean, it was shocking. So it was kind of a deal. I, and I did, I did confront him and I can't believe I did. I did, but yeah. I also knew I was leaving. <laughs> I knew I, I already knew I was going to extension. Yeah. So I, I had another job in place. Yeah. So yeah maybe I have another job in place. Yeah. <laughs> don't burn a bridge yeah, don't that burn you want to cross back over someday. And you know what? We see that. I mean, I'm a two-timer oh, in extension. Yeah. yeah. There's a Donald Kelm. What is he? A two or three-timer? Two-timer. Two two There's yeah. a lot of us that are, are two and three-timers in extension. Yeah. So if, if you got to do this, don't burn the bridge. Again, it's not Make about sure the person. Make sure you walk back over it. Yeah. It's not about the person. It's about actions that went on or maybe words that were said it's not don't go attack the person mm -hmm. all right I gotta quit talking about that because I gotta get yeah. some deodorant or something okay Oof. so conflict is it's a big topic um and it's one that's very personal to a lot of people um it's very subjective based on the conflict that you're dealing with but I will say there is one common thing at the end of every conflict. And that is the fact that you are always dealing with another human being. And there is no reason to ever talk to someone like they are not a human being. That's right. Um, in any conflict that you have, I would say that being respectful, being mindful, uh, being kind 
and putting yourself in that person's shoes goes a long way to diffusing a situation. Yeah. And maybe I, and I'm sitting here thinking of a situation I've had before where, where I did uh, the coworker kind of opened the door for me to, to say some things and I did. And, and it wasn't so much of you haven't done this. It was more of this happened, but let's talk about how to fix it. Mm -hmm. And, and so the flip side of that is put yourself in that person's shoes. So if you're the, the person going in to talk about something, put yourself in the person that you're having to talk to about the conflict, put yourself in their shoes. But then flip side too, if you're the person somebody has to talk to, you think, you know what, this person cares enough yeah. that they want to come to you and talk to you and fix the problem. Yeah. And I, I hate using the words problem and conflict because that no. sounds so yeah. terrible. Take care of it when it's tiny. Yes. Before it's a big mountain. Don't let it get to be a giant boulder you can't carry. Yeah. Those mustard seeds are a lot easier to get they rid really of. They are. Just a little tiny pebble from the yeah. parking lot. That's easy. Yes. <laughs> Remember, how would you want somebody to talk to you in that situation? That's right. You know, um, do you want someone coming at you, screaming at you, or being rude, or being petty, or condescending? Probably not. So don't do it to other people. Yeah. And that's it's the hard that, part. To it's move the past. golden rule. Yeah. You know, do us to others as you would want them to do unto you. And in the heat of the moment, mm -hmm. that's not an easy thing to do. That's why we said to marinate on it. Marinate. And not have that conversation right that second. Yep. We need to age like a fine wine or good cheese. Just age. Or a nice age. cut of beef. There you go. <laughs> you put it in there with something. It's marinate a lot of good things you can age. It is. Well, that's a good thing. Age and marinate. Yeah. You, we need to age and marinate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, man. It's, again, tough topic, y'all. This, yeah. this is a hard one. It is. It is. But something that needs to be sure. talked about. We can't be afraid of it. No. And it's it, like we said a while ago, it is inevitable. I mean, everyone deals with conflict. And if you've not yet have conflict, just wait, sweetheart. It's coming your way. <laughs> Unfortunately, unfortunately, we all have to deal with it at some point or another, whether it's in our personal lives or our professional lives, we all have conflict and knowing how to work through that to get to the other side will leave you a healthier and happier employee and it will create better relationships with those that you've had the conflict with. I would also say that sometimes you just have to agree to disagree yep. and that's okay. You can walk away from the conversation, having heard and listened to each other, but you can walk away from it saying, okay, we're never going to agree on this. That's okay. I'm going to understand that you're going to go on this way. I'm going to go on this way and we're going to go about our business. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say with that too, and I, and I still, I keep zeroing back on the coworker yeah. I, I, because I think that's a lot of things that go on is at the end of the day, you may not even like each other, mm -mm. but your outside people can't know that. Right. Uh, hopefully even your support staff really doesn't know it, that there may be some things that just have to stay between either you and that person. And, and some of you may have big staffs. Hopefully you get along with at least somebody in your office, but <laughs> we hope, we hope you have friends at the office, but again, you may not be friends. Even there's still a goal at the end of the day that you have to meet and, and you need to do that. That that's yeah. the focus. That's the focus. And, and so again, you're, you may not even, you, not even friends. You may just not like each other. Yeah. 
I had a thought while ago and I, I, we, I said I was going to come back to it and I forgot to come back to it. So before we wrap it up, I have one thing. If you and your coworker, and it, because we're fixating on the coworkers mm-hmm, right now, if you mm-hmm. and your coworker have not yet taken personality test, mm-hmm. whether it's the Myers-Briggs or it's the Enneagram or anything like that, you should do that. Um, because I'll tell you that one of the things I learned from my coworkers in Ellis County was that one birth order plays a big role in your office relationships. Second, your personality type also plays a huge role. And if you know what your personality type is um, and how you function, but also how your coworker functions, it's easier for you to back up and say, okay, this is part of their personality. Their personality is not a communicator. They're an introvert. They are not gonna go talk to somebody that's going to be my job. It will leave you a lot less frustrated if you know that at the beginning. That is a fabulous idea. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking we just all do that. Yeah. (laughs) We're all going to meet at some point take personality tests. Yeah. I mean, we, we did it at a district meeting one year. Um, and all the offices, we all took personality tests and then we had to sit with our office groups and go over the results of it. And it was, I mean, it was really interesting. I was in the middle of both my coworkers. So that is, like, that's a great idea. Literally, physically, like sitting between them, but also on the spectrum. I was between the two of them. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I kind of want to do that now. I mean, I know what mine is, but anyway, <laughs> but just to the people around me to see yeah. what they are, because again, yeah. I think, well, everybody's like me and everybody's an organizer and they're, no, they're no, not. They're not. Nope. No, they're not. No. Nope. Again, it goes back to that personalities can be the root. Yep. But if we know what the personalities are, mm-hmm. we can learn to work with those. Yep. Learn to, all right. I think it's turned out good. It's I think just so. Been, it's been hard. Yeah. It was a topsy-turny road to get to the end of this uh, journey. With conflict yes, resolution. With conflict resolution. We need to come up with a new word for it. Something with the little, I don't know. I was about to say pep. That's not it. Just something not so negative. We'll work on that. Yeah, we're going to get new name. Lunchtime ladies, you're going to come up with a new name for <laughs> conflict resolution. We're going to change and the world. And when you see it as the episode <laughs> title, just know that that is our word for conflict resolution. That's right. That's right. We got to put our personal spin on yeah. it because that's what we do here at the Lunchtime Ladies. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, again, tough topic, but something we'll all go through probably to the day we die. We'll go through conflict resolution. So we might as well talk about it now, talk about it now and sweat and get it over with yep. and move on. So <laughs> thank you for joining us. And um, we hope even just a little bit, and hopefully we help you a lot. We really hope it's a lot, but even just a little bit to help you build your 4-H house one lunch at a time. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>